We should thank everyone who has given us just the best feedback in the last three weeks. Thank you for all of the ratings on iTunes, for DMing me, for sending us the sweetest messages on Instagram and letting us know we're doing a great job. It just makes this so much better. 100%. It's so, so sweet. It's honestly, I'm always like so surprised. I'm like, really? Follow <laughs> us and subscribe on iTunes. You can follow our personal Instagrams at I am Jojo Hadid and at Maxi Goldstein. And then you can follow our podcast Instagram, which is at We Peak on Sundays. And you can DM us topics for the week. We kind of wanted to start doing an advice series. So you can DM us on that as well. And that will be anonymous. You know, try and incorporate you guys more into our podcast. Okay, enough with the sappy shit. Let's get into the podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to We Peak on Sundays. This is Joe. I'm Maxie. And we missed you last week. We are so sorry we didn't have time to record. We were a little hungover on Sunday. Lucky for me, I vomited the second I got home. And when I woke up in the morning, I was no longer hungover. I did not do that. I don't know. It wasn't so much the hangover. I feel like I was just tired and my body was sore from just dancing. Oh my God. I danced so much. So on Saturday, we went to the John Bellion concert, which was so fun. So fun. I never heard of it before. Theater, which I had never been to. It's like basically just in the middle of the ocean. It's like, oh, let's just put a theater in the water. I know. It was so cool. And then we tailgated, which was amazing. Yeah, so fun. We brought, we had a three foot sub for eight people. It was the minimum. Made some friends, gave it away. It was so good. So how was your week? How was my week? My week was good. I had a reading on Sunday with Laura. So Laura is this um, astrologist and psychic that Jolina and I both go to. She is literally just the best. She's amazing. My mom found her through someone who I trust implicitly with all of this. And so I had my annual reading on Sunday and it was a lot to deal with. And I'm still (laughs) dealing with it. It just like, it confirmed a lot of things. And it was just like, it was a lot to handle. But it was really, it was fun because it was the first time that I had ever had a reading from the same person a year apart from one another. I've gone to different people. And so it was interesting to see the pieces of where she kind of picked up, like where she had left off with me a year ago. And that's always a little bit scary Right. And I don't don't know. I feel like that's why people don't go to these things. I feel like because then then you like make it happen or something like that. Yeah, totally. And honestly, like Laura is so knowledgeable in everything that she does and the way that she reads. She's so sweet. She's just honestly one of the nicest people I've ever met. She's so maternal and you just want to tell her everything about your life. But she really is the one that's telling you about your life. It's like therapy. I honestly, when I'm done, I'm just like, holy fuck. And she gives you two hours. I mean, I don't even think that's what she's supposed to do. And she is just, I mean, she tells you whatever the fuck she wants. And she, honestly, you're right. It's, she, I feel like she's talking to the best part of your mom. You know what I mean? Like your mom, when she's not mad at you, when she's super proud of you, when she like thinks the world of you that's Laura. Yeah. So anyway, that was my weekend. Did she give you anything that was worth talking about? I mean, yeah, she just, she basically told me that 
in like the next three months or so, I'm going to get into a relationship. So I guess calling all the fellas. Jesus, please come one, come all. She told me that work is going to be good for as long as she can see, which is amazing. She like, of course, you know, guessed a bunch of stuff that's actually happening in my life right now, like a crazy person. But I guess that's like why she's a psychic. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. She said that 2020 is going to be a big year for me. So I'm just like, that's so exciting. I guess it's time to get my shit together. Yeah. I mean, for me, she told me that I was going to be in a relationship by June. And I've said this to you before was that I think the relationship that actually happened was the relationship with myself um, coming into my own, kind of getting my confidence back and really just enjoying my alone time for the first time in my life because we both know I get major FOMO. So I thought that was really interesting how that can kind of manifest itself because it can't always be romantic uh, or it doesn't have to always be romantic. She just said that I was going to be in a relationship and I think June was one of the best months of my life of kind of reconnecting with who I was maybe two years ago. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. That's what she said to me the other day. She like talked to me about my soulmate and she's like, you know, you don't know who it is. Like it could be romantic or not romantic. And I'm just like, that's like the deepest thing ever. Like what? I know that's so intense. It's, it was a lot. It was a lot. So then of course I feel like you just start like questioning every single person in your life and you're like, are they my soulmate? Are they my soulmate? Are they my soulmate? I mean, we've talked about this before. I'm like, oh my God, bitch, I have so many soulmates. You know? And we've talked about the soulmate before on our first episode and how I think you can obviously have multiple soulmates, but I feel like after you spoke to her, it almost changed my view on that because she was very like definite that you have one soulmate, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. So the search is on. So I think what we should do is have my sister on who is an astrology kind of connoisseur. Like genius. She knows everything. She can read your chart. She's so smart. Literally, we were talking about your reading on Sunday and she was explaining all of this stuff to me about Pluto and how it kind of like dictates the views of our generation and why baby boomers are one way and we are another way. And so we'll definitely have that coming up. She can tell me more about my messy life. <laughs> there's nothing better than somebody telling you that you're a hot mess. Honestly, there's nothing better than being told you're a hot mess. So on the note of kind of astrology, I think we're both pretty spiritual people. And I'm a little superstitious, so I always wear an evil eye bracelet. So if you don't know what an evil eye bracelet is, it's basically just a little, um, you can wear a pendant, you can wear a ring, but it should be connected to your veins. It's basically just a little superstition to keep bad omens away. And last week, my evil eye bracelet broke randomly. So I Googled it and it said that when your evil eye breaks, that means that it's protected you against something. And I was actually a little freaked out. And then I'm at work the other day and I get this fucking ridiculous email from this guy that I was dating in June. And it was this long email basically about how when he came back from vacation, I did a complete 180 and told him that I didn't want to see him anymore, which was not really what happened. It was just like, 
I wanted something more and he didn't. Like three full paragraphs about how he was pissed off at me, how he felt like because I saw girls on his Instagram feed when he went on vacation, I got upset and I judged him. Honestly, that sounds so So misogynistic. He needs to get so it together. Rude. Like, that is just, like, you guys had gone on, like, what, one date before I mean, you we went had hung out probably five times, but it was like, I wanted something more and he didn't. And that's totally fine, but it just means, like, I need to get out of the situation. And he was so butthurt in the email. Yeah, I don't, I don't. And I just think it's so funny that guys, if you reject them, they just assume that you're crazy and like had some crazy thought. I was so offended. Why the fuck are you number one emailing my work email about this? And also I'm not a fucking crazy person. Like we just wanted different things. So I immediately text him and I was like, listen, like I have no hard feelings. I don't really understand why you sent me this email. It's ridiculous. I have no ill will towards you. Like we just wanted different things. So then he called me. And was so embarrassed. He was laughing and was like, oh my God, I'm sorry. And I was like, yeah, you just sounded so angry. And then yesterday he texted me and was like, hey, would love to get drinks. Like if we can be homies, that'd be great. I'm like, like no. no. There's no homies. Number no. one, you're 41. So don't use the fucking word homies. And number two, you literally sent me an email basically insinuating that I'm a psycho stalker, like a fucking high school student. Honestly, thank you, evil eye bracelet. But isn't that so crazy that it broke? They're just like, there's a couple good ones out there, but the majority of them, I feel like are missing a screw. They're missing a screw. Like you're literally a 40-year-old man. Get it together. (laughs) Just don't say homies. (laughs) Never, never, (laughs) ever say to someone. The takeaway from this story, and the story is actually not even about the evil eye bracelet. It's about the word homies. (laughs) The moral of the story is never say homies to a girl that you've put your penis in. That is the conclusion of this whole story. If your dick has been near me, do not call me your homie. (laughs) I'm literally fuck off. Oh my God. Okay. So speaking of dudes who can fuck off, I downloaded the league. Well, I downloaded the league and I went through the process and then it told me that I was on a wait list and that I was like a hundred thousand something in line. They always pretend. They pretend like it's the most sought after app in the world. Like it's fucking not. So I'm like, okay, great. I'll guess I'll figure this out sometime. So I literally got up from my office and I go outside and I say to Tiff, dude, are you on, are you on the league? She's like, no, I'm on the wait list. I'm like, what? She's like, I'm on the wait list. She's like, I've been on the wait list for years. She's like, yeah, I, I'm like, I don't know. She's like, I guess they don't want me. So I get on this app. I, I get a, te- a message on my phone from concierge boy at like an hour after I download it. And it's like, You're- the concierge, by the way, is the only hot guy on the fucking app. Okay. Agreed. So I get a message from him. You're in within an hour. Then they start messaging me a bunch of free shit. Then yesterday they invited me to be part of their private two-minute live video speed date. Oh my God, we should do that. So basically you can do two-minute speed dating rounds. You talk via FaceTime with the guy and then if you like each other, you can go on a date. But we should do the thing where we tell them to bring a friend. We had that idea that we would go on double dates with guys that we meet on apps. Okay, I'm back in town September 20th. 
booked to. <laughs> <laughs> You're literally out of town until September 20th. I know. Maxi and I are doing this podcast on this online app right now because we literally are not going to be in the same place for six weeks. Yeah. So if it sounds a little different, that's why. Okay. So on our next podcast, we'll try and find somebody on the speed dating app and then we'll tell them, let's do a double date. He brings a friend or whatever. If I meet them, then I'll tell him to bring a friend and then we'll talk about it. Oh my God. The league is fine. It's like, it's hit or miss. The guys on there are kind of douchey. The concept behind it is that you have to be good looking and you have to have a good job and a good education. That's how you get accepted. Like what the fuck? Why do you have to be accepted? It's so weird. They try to make it exclusive. So you feel like you are better than other people. It's so stupid. Honestly. And the guys on there are not hot at all. I'm going to just say that right now. They don't vet them enough. No, no. No, they do not. I think my favorite dating app to date is Hinge. I've always loved Hinge. I tell everybody to go on Hinge if they want to find dates. It's a good way to vet guys. You know their job. You know what they're looking for. And you can kind of figure out before you go on a date with them if it's going to work or not. You think? Well, I literally find like Hinge to be like a trash dumpster. Says the girl that's on fucking Tinder Premium. I mean, I don't know. I've heard like a lot of famous people meet their significant others on Really? And honestly, there's a lot of doctors on here. Maybe I need to re-download Tinder. Says the girl on Tinder Premium. (laughs) (laughs) All of my apps are on Premium because I don't have time to fucking deal with the ugly people. I just want to know who likes me and then who is me, who's worth giving a shot to. I guess that's true. Like right then yeah, and for there. Sure. They can just scroll through people who I already know are interested in me. That's like ideal for you. It's ideal. It's a quick in and out. I dedicate about 20, 25 minutes a day in total. I add up all of the minutes. And then you have to wait six to eight weeks to go on a date with any of them. Right. And then they usually get mad and then stop talking to me. <laughs> the guys on the league are all like finance douchers. Yeah, no, that's not – I don't think the league is going to be my place. Okay, well, we'll give it a shot. We'll do the <laughs> We'll do the speed dating. We'll see how it goes. We'll do the double dates, and then we will come back here. Speaking of dating, I would like to talk about some TV, reality TV oh, drama. Topic. Okay. Love oh. Island, number oh. one. Okay, so everybody needs to know I do not watch television. I watch The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. I literally, it's like my guilty pleasure, two seasons a year. That's it. I very rarely get invested in shows. Jolena, on the other hand, watches a ton of shows, ton of TV, watches like every Housewives <laughs> city and season. It's addictive. I do not, okay? So Jolena, about two months ago mentioned to me that she was watching the show called Love Island and it was this British show. Fast forward several weeks, I start seeing that a friend of mine is posting that he's going on, or a friend, a friend of mine from college is going to be going on the show. Oh my God. And I was like, oh my God, they're doing an American version. I have to watch the first episode and see like how they introduce him in this whole thing. And I was instantly hooked instantly hooked. I went on vacation to Mexico for eight days and I binge watched every single episode that had been up until that point. It was like 16 of them. Juliet was like, what are you doing? (laughs) But Cashel literally 
I'm going to have to just like ruin it, but basically Cashel got voted out of the house about 50 or 60% of the way, 60% of the way through the season. And he left behind this girl named Kira, who after he left, like realized that she was in love with him. And I talked to Cashel when he got back to the States and he had told me a little bit about it. And he was just like, it was crazy. It was nuts. I'm going to see you when you come to LA. Next thing I know, he's recording himself in the airport on the way back to Fiji to surprise Kira when she got voted out of the house. And they're like literally so in love and I'm obsessed with them. And they're like, they both live in LA. And I told Cashel that he should come on here. I would die. He said he he wants to give some dating advice. They need to have more curvy girls on those shows. And I gladly accept Love Island cast me. I'd be a fucking riot. I will start a fight. I will fucking find the cutest guy. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Is that how the British one is? This one's not like that. These guys were all so nice. And like, I mean, there was obviously like drama in the house. Don't get me wrong. But there was not like ratchetry. Okay. I, that's what I like about it. It's very classy. Like, They're all there actually to find love. I Okay. So that's what I was going to say. It's I actually thought that like the editing, the whole thing, it's like a hundred percent not scripted. I'm telling you, like you yeah, can totally. just tell. And there's even times where they're filming and there's like two people sitting right there just still talking and you can like hear them like murmur, murmur, murmur. And the other conversation is obviously what they're focusing on. And I'm like, I love this because I know that it's actually well, real. Well, Cashel you know? was a favorite because you know I'm addicted to YouTube. There were so many videos dedicated to Cashel and they were like, oh, the best moments of Cashel. This is like the worst, uh, this was the worst Thing to ever happen to Love Island. Like everybody loved him so much. I mean, because he's the greatest. He seems like a real sweetheart. And I'm happy <laughs> that we're gonna have him on the show. Have you been watching Bachelor in Paradise? I haven't, but honestly, all that I keep saying like every other day is that there's more drama and more drama. And I don't really have time for that right now. There's kind of some drama in my life, so I'm just gonna limit it to Ugh, that right so now. So I've been watching Bachelor in Paradise. That's I don't watch Bachelor or Bachelorette, but I love watching people getting slutty on an island. That's something I can tune in for. I mean, yeah, I love it, but I'll watch it when the season's done, like just on a weekend when I'm like, yeah. It's been so good. It's so dramatic. Blake, who was the favorite from yeah. – Did you hear about the drama with Blake posting all of his text messages with Kaylin on his Instagram story? Okay. No. So basically, Blake has fucked half the cast at Bachelor in Paradise apparently. Blake. Blake, Blake Horseman. It says that he was on Rebecca's season. Oh, Becca. Becca. Oh. Um, I forget who she... Becca and Am Garrett, I? I remember. She ended up with the guy Garrett. Okay, so okay, what did so he do? Basically, he fucked all these girls at Stagecoach. He was dating Christina, who okay. was dating Dean back in the day. They were dating, and then he fucked Kaylin at Stagecoach, and basically told her that since they were going to be on Bachelor in Paradise, that he didn't want her to say anything about them hooking up. Then he was so mean to her on the island. They have this whole closure thing. She's like crying to him. And then he looks, he looked so bad. And who's Kaylin? And who's Kaylin? was on another season, but I don't watch The Bachelor, so I don't know what season she was on. I didn't tell Kaylin. Hmm? Just side note. What is Kaylin's like? Uh, she, deal? Was a, she was definitely a favorite on the season of The Bachelor. Um, I don't watch The Bachelor, so I'm not actually. Oh, Colton season. So Kaylin was on Colton season. She made it pretty far. She was a fan okay. favorite. 
And then she fucked Blake at Sage Coach. Little did she know that he fucked Christina the night before because him and Christina were actually dating. They talk about it on, on the show and it's a whole fucking drama. Then after the episode, he posts all of their private text messages on his Instagram story showing that basically they were a one-night stand and he was defending himself and he was like, I'm not going to let somebody ruin my reputation. And all the Bachelor cast from the past Bachelors, the guys and the girls were like, honestly, Blake, this is so fucked up. Nobody does this. Nick Vile like wrote this whole thing saying how he also had receipts against a ton of girls on Bachelor in Paradise, but he would have never posted that. It's so ungentlemanlike. It's so disgusting. He just buried himself an even bigger hole. And honestly, that's the last of all of his fucking endorsements. That's for sure. I Again, like going back to the thing, guys cannot handle looking bad. It's ridiculous. So they always have to get some sort of revenge. So now he's fucking mortified this poor girl for what? Having sex? Like she can fuck whoever she wants. She liked him, I guess. And she knew what she was doing and she wanted to have sex. And that's fine. You're allowed to fuck whoever you want as a grown woman. But for somebody to expose your private business to like 300,000 followers, it's so fucking rude. Wait, so I'm on his Instagram right now and he wrote this super long like slideshow and it said sorry I'm posting these but I have to and then what he posted them all to his, his Instagram stories. story I'm like you are such a loser are they still there so no. did he put them as a no. highlight which he should not have done and that all of the been. bachelor cast from the past spoke out about it all the guys all the girls they were like honestly dude you're a fucking child some people said some people wrote Good job for speaking yeah, that's your truth. Suck his dick. Oh, this was the chick. Do you recognize her? Yeah, I just think it's so disgusting. Ugh, I hated this girl. I find it so interesting that some people were supporting him, but all the guys were kind of like, honestly, this was not the best decision you ever made in your life. But we still love you. And we still support you, but like maybe next time be a little bit more of a gentleman. Did you see the text messages? My mom called me and was like, did you see what happened with Kaylin and Blake? And I, and honestly, I could give a shit as long as it's on the show. That's all I'm watching. I don't know any of them because I don't watch the Bachelor and Bachelorette. So I wasn't super familiar with the situation or who they actually are. You would know them better than I do. But my Mm -hmm. mom was like, yeah, basically the text messages were her being like, hey, like, do you want to fuck tonight? Blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't want anything more serious than this, yada, yada. But it's like, why are you trying to put this fucking girl on blab? If I come over, it's strictly for sex. Oh, where are you seeing that? (laughs) I just found an article online. It's just ridiculous. So... I mean, it is what it is. Kalen was upset about the whole thing on the island. And then basically he wanted to prove that it was just a one night stand on both of their ends. It's like, okay, we fucking get it. But it's also a show and it's drama. Relax. Relax. And you know me like. And who's Christina? Christina was. So Christina was on, I want to say Nick Vile's season. And then in Bachelor in Paradise, her and Dean started dating. I think Dean cheated on her and they broke up. And now she's back on Bachelor in Paradise. But they're so incestuous. All those wow. Bachelor people, they always date each other after the show because they just get each other. And I I totally understand that. Oh my God, I found the text. Okay, I'm coming. And him saying no and her hair going dude and him being dude. And she goes, it's fine. Chill. It'll be good. And he goes, no, that's what they all say. And she says, come on, loosen up. And he goes, don't tell me to chill. And 
She goes, let's just have a good time, man. I just ordered an Uber. At the end of the day, she can fuck whoever she um, wants. And at the end of the day, he stuck his dick in her. So obviously he wasn't that opposed. Oh my just God. like, don't slut shame someone publicly. It's just so fucking rude. It's so gross. I'm not <sighs> down for that. I'm just not down for that. But honestly. We've talked about The Bachelor for solid. Wait, one week before Paradise? Then they found out that they were getting into Paradise and they don't know if they should say that they had sex. And he's like, well... I just don't think you will feel any more comfortable and sure. If we have another day to think, I guess, let's just be honest, we fucked up so bad. And then they wanted to have a phone call. And she's like, I don't really want to tell people, but I also don't want people finding out and looking at me looking like a liar. It's just all so fake. The Bachelor is ridiculous, all in all. I cannot waste time watching these people. Especially after this Hannah thing, she picked the guy that had a girlfriend. I was like, girl, you got to like get your shit together. This girl literally had two guys in the bottom two. One that was strictly there to get Instagram followers and start his music career. And then fucking the nicest, hottest man I've ever seen loved the shit out of her. And then she picks the shithead. It just goes to show you bad boys, they just get you. Bad boys get you. Can we talk oh about Miley and Liam? Oh my God, Miley and Liam. Like, I think I'm going to watch the last song tonight Ugh. or something because I'm feeling emotional Honestly, about it, to be honest. I cannot fucking believe that they broke up. I'm so sad. But Allison did their charts and she said that it just was not compatible. He was always going to kind of hold her back. She's so, she's just like a wild child, you know? And she, I know that they had an open relationship. I mean, a wild child, look at what happened, like, what, she, they break up and now suddenly she's, like, trying to bang Brody Jenner's ex-wife. Okay, but on The Hills, we, we, I mean, I watched the first episode of The Hills with you, which we loved, by the way. If you haven't watched The Hills, you gotta get into it. Oh, my God, it's It's so so good. good. Misha Barton giving me fucking life and fat Perez Hilton is everything I ever needed in my whole life. Who knew is right. And let me tell you something. Okay. Let me tell you something real fast. It is 2019 and the times for women are different. Okay. These girls on this show love each other so much more now. So the drama so much juicier. They're just so supportive of each other. They all have kids now. They've all like been through some shit. Except for Heidi and Steph, but you know, that will never work. Are you still liking Heidi and Spencer? I mean, the way that I would describe how I feel about Heidi and Spencer is kind of like how I feel about chocolate and peanut butter. It's just there. I don't really like it that much, but it doesn't really bother me. So if it's the only thing that I got, (laughs) I'll take very it. good analogy. <laughs> and that's kind of how I feel about them. You know, like, I don't know. I feel like in the show they fit a certain, they fit into the story. So like they're necessary, but like outside of watching this, you know, reunion season, I don't like follow Heidi and Spencer. I follow Whitney Port on Instagram. So, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, okay. So this Equinox Soul Cycle thing that broke last week was kind of like a quick mess. Basically, <laughs> one of the investors of SoulCycle, they said it was the owner. I don't know. The SoulCycle owner said that he was just an investor, is, had a Trump-supporting rally in the Hamptons over the weekend. 
and a bunch of people are getting rid of their Equinox memberships, stopping going to the wheel now. It's a whole thing. But I think nobody realizes how much of corporate America supports Trump because of like. I agree. Sorry. Um, my water. I agree with you 100%. But um, it. I'm like, I'm, I'm torn, torn on my feelings, thoughts like, on it. Because I work in like corporate America where I'm sure we use all of Trump's, you know, tax laws to our advantage. I shouldn't say the company I work for. Working in corporate America, like people just support fiscal Republican views, making money easier. So I'm kind of like, never has there ever been a better time for me to not ever work out, you know? I don't have a gym membership and I don't go to Soul Cycle due to the fact that I'm lazy. Excited to know this information. Right. I know. I kind of wanted to be an Equinox member again to be there that day, observe the drama, you know? But my like my third place. But like so many people were saying, well, Soul Cycle isn't about that, right? It's like about community and it's an uplifting, it's changed women's lives. And the people who like created the concept, right. Or like did the branding or did like the brand story, the brand position, things that I make for brands is dude. It wasn't like his ideas. And I'm like, no, is that really fair? If someone didn't agree, you know, I don't know. It would be, it's just hard. Like, then does that mean that because I don't know, I shouldn't work with clients. Like pay me money. But on the other hand, like I get it. But then it's like it too. So marketing 101 with Maxie. <laughs> it's like it's a moral and ethical dilemma. Like if you are a Republican, like you're probably going to associate yourself with other Republicans. And if you're a liberal, probably going to associate yourself with other liberals. And it's a tough balance between, you know, am I going to continue to make money or am I to go with what I think is right? And I think I agree. I don't know. It's, I don't really like, I just don't know ticks to have really strong opinions on it, but I know that that was a mess that I was really, really excited to be on the side as watching. It's, it's like one of those things that, right? Yeah. It's so true. Well, it's like we do crisis and reputation management. It's like, that's a real thing. Ugh, I couldn't like waking up in the morning and seeing that come out. And home bike that week. So I imagine that launch was such negative press around it now. Oh my God. I forgot. Yes. And you know, I heard that there was souls like whatever or something. We've recorded an hour, so I think we probably have more than enough. All right, guys, that is it for this week. Thank you so much for listening to We Peak on Sundays. Make sure you subscribe, leave review next week. Maybe we'll do a little. Bye, guys.